Listener Production. Okay, here we go. Ready, set. <clears throat> As requested by our special guest, who would like to be called this, take it away, my dulcet-toned Adonis. <laughs> Sammy P, who now, but now what are you going to say? I don't know, because I, <laughs> yeah. I don't know the next line. I got stressed as you were saying that. I, I was know, like, oh, no, like, she's oh, going to oh. do it, and I don't know what I'm doing now. <laughs> and I forced <laughs> like, that on you as well. I know, you did. You bit. were like, call me an Adonis. <laughs> call me and an then you're God like, oh, but that means I have to work <laughs> and do a thing. All right, I'll do it, I'll do it. <laughs> Hi, guys. Welcome to Just the Gist, a weekly-ish podcast where I, Rosie Waterland, and usually my co-host Jacob Stanley, uh, tell each other stories that we think... The other we'll find interesting at a dinner party. Now, Jacob William Stanley, I think he got the travel bug when we were in South Africa, and he is now gallivanting off. He's been on yachts. He's been in Cairns. He's in the sunshine. He is taking a well-deserved break, um, having some fun. So I've got a guest host this week. It's friend of the pod. We've talked about him before, uh, Adonis. Podcaster, <laughs> producer Sam Peterson. Thank you so much for having me. I'm a, I'm a big fan of this podcast, so it's amazing to finally be on, but yeah. also forcing you to say Adonis at the start <laughs> and then demoting straight to podcaster is always great. Yeah, yeah. Adonis, Adonis podcaster. Podcaster. What else? Um. Um, so, Sammy P, we've talked about you before because we've talked about your. You have an amazing podcast called Confessions, which you just celebrated your 300th. Yeah. Yeah. Episode. And what's that, five years? So it's five years. Yeah, five yeah. years, 300 episodes. And I also did a lot of bonus episodes in lockdown. And I had a friend call me and go at one point when I was putting out like three episodes a week, they called me and went, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, absolutely not. In Melbourne, oh, wow. no. But yeah, you but, and I are opposites because when I go a bit nuts, I the work drops off. But yeah. you add it on. I add it on. I was like that. Yeah. <laughs> I go wild with work. And it's not the quality. Just wish I wish I was like that because <laughs> <laughs> they'd get more content. But um, your potty's awesome. It's how we met, actually. You yeah. have... You know, you generally famous comedians, notable people um, Which who you come were on. one of them. Yeah. Oh, well... Yeah, I was back yeah. in the day. Yeah. And, um, hey, hey now. And um, you find hilarious anonymous confessions online, yep. read them out, and then everybody just kind of deconstructs, analyzes, gives advice, etc. That's and, right. Um, the episode I came on and did with you was, yeah, years ago. It was a long time ago. And I remember recently you told me that because I'd been emailing you for a bit trying to get you on, you know, yeah. and then you brought up recently. There was a lot of ignored emails in there. But then you finally came in yeah. and it was so funny. And I think the only time that I have almost fallen off my chair laughing, yeah. actually LMFAOing, yeah. and it was, it was because there was some sort of confession where this person had stolen something from a store and then she said, I don't know if I paid for it and you just went, you didn't. Not sure if I brought the couch or not. But you didn't. I'm not sure. Did you, did you, were you, did you hand over money? Did you? <laughs> what do you think happened, Abby? I'm That's not my favourite sure. thing on the podcast ever. <laughs> You just snapped at one point, <laughs> which most guests do. That's the thing about the podcast. Most guests, because they're awful Reddit people on Reddit.com, yeah, yeah. most people eventually do snap at some point, and that was your moment, and I went, this is amazing. I've already got her. I've already got Rosie. Well, it was so, it was honestly, because I didn't 
no, I'd never met you mm. and you had this other amazing comedian on called Redown. Yep. And um, the three of us just immediately got on and had so much fun. And it was real. I remember it was like 8.30 in the morning. Yeah, so it was yep. weird and it was a you weird had a Red time. Bull. And I oh, I always have a Red Bull. <laughs> and, um, and, and then I remember... Um, one of like the best complaints you ever yeah. got, like best mm. bad reviews on <laughs> Apple Podcasts yeah. was specifically about how much people hated me and Re. <laughs> and it is it is one of my favorite reviews ever. And every yeah. year on the dot, I put the that review back up because yeah. I, it's just so funny. <laughs> All of the reviews that people are so mean and cruel and hate it and call me an idiot. You know, I've got yeah. facial pulls in. They usually have a go at that. It's usually, which you can't yeah. even see or With me, hear on a my podcast. Yeah. It's always my way. Yeah, yeah. Like, you can't even hear it. Like, you know, yeah. it's so funny. And so these people that I put up every single year just to go, you, you mm. suck. And I bring it up every single year. It was, it was a very, it was very much like Sam's okay, but can those two women like not talk basically? Was <laughs> and also I'm okay. The, like he's yeah. listening every week, but he's okay. He's not great. <laughs> he's, he's all right. <laughs> he's, he's fine. fine. But you, um, you also have another podcast called um, Nature and Nurture. Nature or Nurture. Nature yeah, or right. Nurture. Yeah. That's sorry. 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 No, I made it. Um, complicated because it is nature versus nurture, but I, I decided to make it complicated on purpose so it stood out a bit more on, uh, oh, on podcast cool. oh, Good marketing. Thank you smart, so much. Thank smart. you so much. Thank you so much. Um, so Jacob and I have both been interviewed on that podcast. Yes, yes. Which was really awesome. So everyone should go and listen to that and go and listen to Confessions. So I feel like we've kind of got a legacy podcaster in the room right now. <laughs> oh, my like, goodness. You know, this is a hinky operation here. We're not really like... <laughs> So just sorry. <laughs> Apologies in advance. Call me an Adonis and then now yeah. you're saying sorry. <laughs> I don't <laughs> it's know. It's a good man. start to a pod. It's going well. It's always unhinged when you are when you I and know. I yeah. It's always bloody unhinged. <laughs> All right. Okay. Here we go. Mm. <clears throat> are you ready for this? Born ready. Never been more ready. <clears throat> okay. Sammy P. Mm. Imagine you are a rescue and recovery diver. Okay. And you've been called out to a job where a tugboat has sunk in bad weather. Mm -hmm. And this boat is on the ocean floor about 30 metres down. So that's about the height of a 10-storey building. That's very deep water. Sure. It's been a few days, so you and your fellow divers are there looking for bodies. And it's pitch black that far down, so you can't see anything except for whatever your torch is shining, like, directly on in front of you. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh, you spend a day and you find a few bodies, you bring them to the surface, you go back down for another round, and just when you're about to call it a day, you feel something touch the back of your neck and you spin around and all of a sudden you see the hand of a body in front of you. Mm -hmm. So you reach out to grab it to see how easily the body can be dislodged and when you grab the hand, the hand grabs you back. <laughs> it's already stressing me out. It's She's already, already stressing, stressing me out. out. Oh, yeah, I should have asked you if you have any weird things that you can't handle before I picked this story. Because this bodies is a... in water. In, oh, okay. No, no, imagine. <laughs> imagine if that was it. That's Whoa. all I've got. It's bodies in water. <laughs> Would this come up at all? No, I'm, uh, I'm this, good with this. I'm good this with this. Might, that might. This, it, yep. it, it, it might. Yep. Uh, so, you scream. The hand starts waving. Oh. You push past the debris. Well, the waving hand at is, me? Yeah, waving. Like, hey, what's hey, up? Hey, what's up? So chill. You push past the debris the hand is poking out of, and there is a man in his underwear. He's alive. This, 
my friend, is just the gist of Harrison Okene, who survived at the bottom of the ocean for three Days. No, no, yes. no, 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 no. This is not possible. Yeah, strap in, Sammy P. <laughs> All right. It's 2013. Harrison Okene is a 29-year-old Nigerian man and he works as the cook on a tugboat called the Jascon 4, which sounds Ooh. like an important spaceship from a sci-fi movie. Yeah, or just the Jis 4. It could oh, be yeah, that. We could rebrand. Of, Let's yeah. rebrand. <laughs> it's, I think it's the only time I mention the name of the boat, so I don't know why I'm making a deal of it now. <laughs> Um, I like that. There's a crew of 12, including mm. Harrison. So it's not a huge boat. It's like, it's not a small boat. It's you. It's considered a ship, but okay. it's like the size of a ferry, you know? Right, like a, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so okay. it's it's not a, it's not like the boat from Jaws, but it's not a, the Titanic. <laughs> okay. It's kind yeah, of in sure. between. Sure, sure, sure. Um, and so they basically work in the Atlantic Ocean um, going to like tug things. You know, yep. that need a tug. <laughs> just tugging like things. Boats. Yeah. Yeah. Boats, like boats. Boats. Like boats. Boats. I've heard of them. I've heard of boats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boats that need a tug. Yeah, so sure. they're on their way to a job mm-hmm. off the coast of Nigeria mm-hmm. when there's this huge storm, but it's nothing, you know, they haven't dealt with before. It's mm. pretty common out there. Harrison's not that worried. Um, and at about 5 a.m., he wakes up earlier than everyone else because he's got to prepare um, breakfast. Sure. So he's in his boxer shorts and he walks out of his little cabin and down the hallway to the toilet, which is kind of just like a very small, like an airplane bathroom. Like it's, you know, it's a little tiny. enclosed space. It's yeah. cramped. There is a toilet and a sink, basically. Sure. So he's in there doing his business. <laughs> I looked into it, couldn't find out if it was number one or number two. <laughs> How much research? When? How many hours did you spend on this? <sighs> a lot goes into this, my friend. <laughs> you just wait. So a massive rogue wave all of a sudden comes while he's on the toilet, Mm -hmm. hits the ship and tips it completely (gasps) upside down. Oh, my God. And it starts sinking, like, really fast. And here's Mm. where my mind, of course, directly goes to if he had done a poo, that would have just come fallen onto him (laughs) because, like, you know what I mean? And that's the worst thing that could possibly happen in this situation. (laughs) It's like the ship's sinking, he's about to die, and he's like, oh, of (laughs) course, poo. (laughs) poo on my head. So Harrison is, like, sort of pushed out of the toilet in all Mm -hmm. the, like, mayhem, and there's massive amounts of water rushing in, like, you know, Titanic movie style, like, you know, when the big amounts of water. And he sees... And one poo. Yeah, and one poo just floating. You know once... Exactly like Titanic. (laughs) When I was at Dreamworld once, when I was a kid in Wave Pool, there was... I know. (laughs) We used to go to Gold (laughs) Coast in the holidays, like, no other Aussie kids did. Um... (laughs) There was, they had an artificial wave pool and there was a human poo floating in it. Oh, yeah. And it was right near us. Yep. And they don't even get you to come out. They just came with like a scooper. Correct. Got it. Correct. Because I've had this exact same situation, Rosie Waterland, and I'm making this podcast so classy by coming on. And most of them have talked about poo when there's a great story happening. But I was once in a swimming pool. You know, I love to swim. Yeah. Uh, Can't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. And that's why you're an Adonis. That's that's right. Thank you so much for saying that. And and podcaster. And the guy saw (laughs) a poo next to me and he's, I looked at it and he went, don't worry about it. And he just scooped it out and banged it next to my head. 
just banged what? it next one and just picked it up and kept going. And that was it. And he was like, the chlorine will kill it off. And I was like, but not my memories. The chlorine will not kill my memories. <laughs> what do you mean banged it next to On your the side of the pool to like get rid of some of the debris. Oh, it was disgusting. I'm so sorry for interrupting your story with that No, story. but that's, I, I will always stop anything for a poo story. The listeners know this. The listeners know. But... That is, I can't believe, I guess that is why they think the chlorine will kill yeah, it. Yeah, sure. But chlorine can't kill everything. I just really, and no, and I saw the one in Dreamworld, like there yep. were bit. they don't get all of it, like because bits of, you know, like. <laughs> it's, With the next I, wave, it's coming back. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and that water's I, not going anywhere. I can't, I remember I couldn't believe like that they didn't get everyone out and drain it <laughs> and like hazmat suits. Even pretend and, to. Yeah, but not they no. just anyway. It's like when inside. someone pretends to wash their hands when they go to the toilet, and you yeah, can see just them like, wasting the water anyway. Do me the benefit of pretending, <laughs> Pretend to wash your guys. Hands. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay. So, <laughs> water's rushing in. Mm-hmm. One poops in it. <laughs> um, Harrison looks down the hall and mm. uh, back to where the cabins are, where he had just walked from, and he sees a few of his um, fellow crew members just get sucked away oh, by the water. God. Yeah. He tries to make his way to an emergency sort of hatch, but the problem is, and I guess I know about this, like, uh, because I read it while researching, but also <laughs> um, that Tom Hanks movie, um, you know, um, I'm, I'm the captain now, you know, that movie with that quote. So there's pirates out here all the time, and at nighttime they lock everything right. so that if pirates come on the ship at night, like they can't really access anything okay, because it's all right. locked. Yeah, okay, so, sure. That's what like, I do with my dog at night when I lock his food away. Uh, kind of like yeah, that, that exact like same that, thing. Like that, right? Yeah, yeah. So everything's locked and so he's trying to get to the hatch but he everything's locked. It's oh, like, <laughs> you got, so it feels like you are safe from pirates yeah. but now here's a downside to that plan. <laughs> um, so the only open door is the toilet cubicle he just got pushed yeah. out of. yep. And the massive amounts of water kind of like push him in there and the door kind of slams shut. And so very quickly he feels the ship sinking and then he feels it hit the ocean floor. So he's like, we've sunk. And like he's in pitch darkness because there's no light, like literal darkness. And he's in this tiny space that is quickly filling up with water and he can hear other crew members crying out, God help me, God help me. And he's That's not what you want to hear in any situation, no. to be fair. God like, help me is not a I great I shouted one. that out when I saw the poo in the pool. Yes, And yes. it's not. <laughs> you yeah, you are not comfortable if someone starts saying that. That's, that's when you know it's bad. Yep, yep, it's bad. It's yep. bad. And so he's convinced he's going to die. And oh. he starts praying, um, you know, to God, like, protect my wife. This is the end for me. Oh. And soon the screams of the other men stop. And the water rising around him also stops. And after a few minutes, Harrison realises there's no more water coming in and he's in this tiny little toilet room. So imagine the aeroplane bathroom, but it's upside down. Yeah. So the toilet and the sink are on the ceiling yep. and the ceiling is the floor. And the water is up to Harrison's shoulders and his head is in the sink and it's like an air pocket. Oh, so he's wow. literally just like the sink has become like a, a, a helmet around his head that he can breathe. Oh. And he sort of stays there for a while like, okay, what's happening? It's going to fill up. It's going to fill up. I'm going to drown. And then it doesn't. And he's like, well, okay, 
good, but also shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm I'm at the You're bottom of the that. ocean. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. he knows he's incredibly lucky to have the air pocket, but he also knows, well, I can't stay here yep. because I will die. Yeah. Uh, first of all, it's the Atlantic Ocean in winter, so it's freezing. Yeah, yeah. Um, we did an episode on the um, Titanic where we talked a bit about the um, how quickly people die in that, uh, uh, in that temperature water, water yeah, yeah. and how, like, the chef or the baker, the baker on the Titanic survived because he'd, like, drunk a whole lot of whiskey and all this stuff. So, But it's, like, very Which cold. you always do before swimming as well. Of course, I drink yeah. a lot of whiskey before I go swimming. Yeah. Always yeah. warm. Yeah, then you don't need a heated pool. That's correct. Yeah. And I, you, I'm so glad you said it because I've yeah. been saying this for years. Yeah, same, same. <laughs> so he is kind of like, well, I can't stay submerged in this water for long. It's too yeah. cold. Yeah. He starts losing track of time, but he thinks oh. it might have been a few hours. And, like, remember, it's pitch black. There's no sunlight, no lights, nothing. So you'd get very disoriented very quickly. Like, So, Rosie, I know you're going to probably explain this in a second, but to, to think about the amount of oxygen mm-hmm. he's got in there, was there a time limit that, that he's thinking, I've got three hours in here or how long yeah. does he think? Yeah. So the amount of science yes. research I did for yes, this. Yes, yes, yes. I went down some rabbit holes and then I was <laughs> like, oh, man, it's just the gist. You don't need to understand yeah, yeah. this. You and I'm sorry for bringing it up. <laughs> you, no, no, no. But I will say I, d- I thought about this also. Yeah. And the thing with stuff like that is it's, um, yes, you run out of oxygen because there's only a finite amount. But mm. also what's worse is that you breathe oxygen in and you breathe carbon monoxide out. Yeah. So what gets you first is carbon monoxide poisoning. Right, okay. Because it fills up the space. Wow. So he knows, yeah, I can't. This yep. isn't going to last me long, sure. basically. Yep. Um, so he kind of gets to a point where he's like, I have nothing to lose here. Like, right. I, I can stay here and definitely die. Mm-hmm. Or I can take a chance and maybe die. <laughs> so, yeah. you know. <laughs> Good options, yeah. To, not great options, yeah. but he's got to pick one. Yeah, See, sure. this is where I've, I say this all the time, I am the person who... Whenever I'm watching a disaster movie or The Walking Dead or something like this, I think, when would I give up? And I'm like, immediately. <laughs> oh, you're and out like, straight away. Yeah, I'm out. No, yeah. I have no resilience. I'm not. Yeah. I'm just like, no, just take yeah. me. Oh, like, just zombies, just go. Yeah. I can't jump over walls and run. So places. you wouldn't even fight it. Nah. You just give in. I'm yeah. done. No, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I gave like, up I 10 minutes don't. ago. <laughs> Yeah, I just always, when I think of these things, I'm like, no, yep. I'd just go, oh, I'll stay, you know? <laughs> just stay, like, would you yeah. Would you go for it? Or I would think you... I would go for it. I think well, I would try. Well, you're a good try. swimmer. That's true. Yeah. And I've drank a lot of whiskey. I think yeah. I would, yeah, I'm warm. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah I, I think probably I would try and get out first. I wouldn't okay. just give it. If you and I were in there together, I'd probably try and pull you for a bit. You probably would <laughs> because probably you're the would. loveliest person on the planet. You probably would and I would probably hold you back and you would <laughs> perish. We'd both die. Because of me yeah. going, oh, Sam. Sam, like, let's just chill here. Like, let's just hang. Like, let's just let's just hang. You know, let's not worry. Like, like, let's. Yeah, I would totally just be like, eh, you're like, we um, record a podcast really quickly. I would anyway. I'd start recording yeah. podcasts straight away. Oh yeah, yeah. great content. <laughs> great, great content. content. Quick. I'm stressed. I'm going to start recording content. <laughs> so he he decides he'll he'll explore as much as he can hold his breath for. Yeah, sure. So he's like, I'll swim out of here and then feel where I'm at and then come back to breathe. And it's so pitch black of, at that time really, isn't it? Yeah, like, like yeah. I'm talking pitch yeah. black. He can't see anything. Yeah. He knows what cubicle he's in and what's out there so he can make, but also it's all upside down. Yeah, so it's very yeah. like Alice in Wonderland-esque like. Yeah. 
nothing's right. <laughs> yeah. um, so he he go he thinks I'll just go out and see what I can find. Like maybe there's another air pocket somewhere. Maybe there's another per- like who knows. Yeah, yeah. So he swims out of the cubicle and he's feeling just his way through the pitch darkness and he's about to run out of breath. But then he just kind of have has this urge to swim up a bit. And he swims up and all of a sudden he does find himself in another much bigger air pocket. Wow. So this one is a few metres by a few metres. It's like, okay. a, it's not just a sink around his head. <laughs> sure. Um, it's, he realises he's in one of the officer's bedrooms, uh-huh. but obviously like the floor is the ceiling and the ceiling is the floor because yeah, it's sure. like upside down. Yeah. But he does have a bit more hope because to go from a sink yep. to this... It's Luxury. like, her, yes. Yeah. <laughs> See, and here's where you would have left and I'd yep. be back there and you're like, oh, you should have come. Oh, she's found another pocket. Yeah, <laughs> like, you should have come. Like this, I give up too easily and I. this is what I miss out on. So. <laughs> what great opportunity. Yeah, being what alive. great opportunity yeah, yeah, being I alive, it's huge. So um, he knows he has to get out of this freezing water. Mm-hmm. So he manages to get uh, the mattress from the bed and he has, there's like some debris, yep. like wooden debris and he gets the mattress on top of it. And then he kind of climbs on the mattress floating on the surface, not unlike the the thing at the end of Titanic. Yeah, Rose, yeah. He's kind of floating on this thing. Yeah. Um, a bit so, more comfortable as well than the end of Titanic. A bit more mattress. Yeah, hey. it's quite nice, actually. That's nice, yeah, yeah. Lovely. So he's floating on this mattress. It's pitch black. And at this point, it's probably been about a day. Wow. Um, he has no food or water. He doesn't know if anyone else is alive. Yeah. He hopes that a recovery team will come. I mean, it's 2013. They know very quickly when a ship is sunk and yep. stuff happens sure. fast. Yep. But he's like, okay, I need to stay alive for a recovery team. And yep. that will be hopefully soon. So that's all he's thinking about. Yeah, sure. And he gives himself like little missions, which is always, I think, the smart thing to do in like survival situations like this. People always say it was like thinking... Like, in the next hour, I'm going to do this. And in mm-hmm. the next day, I'm going to do this because it gives you yep. something to do yeah, other yeah. than just wallowing in the despair of it all like I would be doing back <laughs> in yeah. the cubicle. you got to think about the blocks yeah. of time. Yes. Yeah. So he starts going on little recon missions to try and find stuff. So he's leaving his little air pocket. Like, well, I guess it's it's a little air, like, cave at this point, I mm. guess, um, to, to try and just see if he can find anything that might help. Mm-hmm. Um he finds a torch attached to a life jacket. Okay. So he's got a torch and that helps him find some rope. And then he's so smart, he ties the rope to something in his air pocket and then like always holds it as he goes places so he can find his way back easily. That is Hansel and Gretelling it. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly. That's so clever. You would have been dead ages ago. I'm just lying on the mattress. Yes. Is the situation this is. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. so smart. Wow. And so then because he's the cook, he knows where the food supplies are. So he's thinking, I can I can swim there. I can make it. But yep. like I said, everything is locked. Yeah. So he knows where all the food and water is. He can't get in there. Yep. So he eventually finds a bottle of Coke, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. one, like, I think it's not a big, it's not a 1.25 litre, it's like a 600 miller. Okay. It's like okay. one of those. Yeah, you've got to space that So it's that not out. a lot. Yeah, rationing. But less than 24 hours after finding the torch, it dies. Oh, no. So he had the torch, he had some light, I guess because you wouldn't want to turn it off because yeah. otherwise you are literally in pitch darkness. Yep. So he had it on and then... He's telling himself ghost stories. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) What's that when they use, are you afraid of the dark? What was that show? I loved that show. No, what was the best one? Um, 
on Australian kids TV in the afternoons. Don't you open that trap door. Oh, yeah. You're yeah, a yeah, fool yeah. if you dare. Oh, I love that <laughs> I was more that of an show. Angela Anaconda guy, but whatever. Oh, uh, whatever. <laughs> whatever. No big deal. And you are getting classic JTG here. Yeah. I've talked about shit. I've yeah. sung. Yeah. Just, we're hitting all it's the markers. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so he has, at least where Lee had the torch, he, he has his coke and mm-hmm. he, like, you know, has put some rope places. Yep. But now he's just kind of on his little mattress oh, with his little Coke and yeah. it's pitch dark again. Oh, like a Monday night he, for me, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lol. And then he starts hearing thrashing around him and he knows that it's sharks <gasps> eating the remains oh. of his crewmates. Oh, my God. he knows God. the sound. Yeah. So leaving the air pocket now kind of becomes a bit of a no-no. He yeah. He's like, I can't go out there now because they've found the bodies oh. and they're there. Yeah. He said in an interview later, all around me was just black and noisy. I was crying and calling on Jesus to rescue me. I prayed so hard. I was so hungry and thirsty and cold and I was just praying to see some kind of light. Oh. So, um... Yeah, here's where I had a little paragraph here about all the carbon monoxide Mm. and, like, how he... I researched it, and basically carbon monoxide poisoning, it affects you in, like, a bunch of weird ways. They say it can be, like, a really bad flu, so you get muscle aches, joint aches, you can start getting rashes, Mm. um, you uh, start to get dizzy, some people get delirious, you get headaches. It basically just makes you super, 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 super sick until you, like, either fall into a coma or, like, have a heart attack or something. It's, like, pretty bad. Yeah, awful. Yeah, so he, in this space, is starting to feel off, so he knows, uh, uh, like, my oxygen's running out and I'm not well. And he also... um, is probably getting like nitrogen poisoning because again, I went, I read so many science articles <laughs> trying to understand this. But basically, like when you're diving, like there are problems with nitrogen in your blood and the water pressure. And so he's mm. be, he's been down there too long. Most divers at this depth would only stay there for about 10 or 20 minutes max. And yeah. he's now been down there for like over a day at least. So oh. he's getting all these nitrogen problems. And um, the salt water is making his skin really raw. So, like, he's kind of peeling. And he's also peeling, like, when bits of you are underwater, like, it starts peeling off. So he's... He's going raw. He's freezing. The coke has run out. Like, carbon monoxide. The coke has run out. The coke has run out. Carbon monoxide poisoning is, like, slowly just turning him a bit loopy. It's pitch black. He can hear sharks eating his friends. Like, Harrison is... Not in a good way, my no, friend. No, this <laughs> is awful. This is it's awful. It's not good. Yeah. Like, truly, it, yeah. it, it is a nightmare. Yeah. Like, because it's like claustrophobic. Yeah. But, like, you can't, it's like being buried alive. Yeah. But, like, underwater. Like, it's just, yeah. Oh. And, and also, like, you know, the, the fear of all of that, like, stressing is only going to make it worse. But that's yes. what you're doing. Because yes. it's like when, it's like when someone says you're in a, a little bit different, when someone says you're like caught in a rip, you go, all you have to do is relax because it'll work. Yeah. And you go, I wouldn't be relaxing in a situation no. like that. People, like, how are yeah. you meant to relax? People freak out People and that's freak what out. makes it worse. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, right? Yeah. So, you would, yeah, he's just, he's not doing well, but he does, he says he just kept praying. Yeah. And then suddenly he hears a sound that he recognises. He hears an anchor hitting the ocean floor. Wow. And he knows it must be the recovery ship up on the surface, has dropped anchor. 
what time is this as well? Like, is this how, how many? He how, don't, he doesn't know. Yeah, okay, he sure. can't tell it because it's just yeah. been pitch black. He yeah. can't tell. Like, yeah, but sure. I mean, by the time they get to him, it's been three days. So at this wow. point, it's been a couple of days. Yeah, like okay. So he he this anchor hits and he's like, oh my god, they're there, they're there, and then he starts hearing sounds that like. He knows a human sounds like just sort of clanging on things that yep. he's like, that's not a shark, that's that's a diver. Yeah. He, he's like, oh my God, oh my God. And so he starts just banging on everything he can to try and get their attention, but like nothing, he doesn't hear anything or see anyone. But then he sees a torchlight and he's like, <sighs> oh my God, there's a diver, there's a diver. So he swims as fast as he can out of his little air pocket and he sees the diver but the diver is swimming away oh, from him. yeah. And yeah. he starts swimming after him, but then he loses him and he's running out of breath, so he has to go back. Oh, no. So he is kind of like, oh, my God, I can't, like, how, how is everything going so yeah. wrong? Yeah. Um, meanwhile, I'm back in the toilet, like, told you. <laughs> Wasn't going to work out. Um, so he sort of thinks there's nothing I can really do but wait now, and he does... Yeah wait a while. He's like waiting and waiting and he doesn't know like if they've left or what's going on. What he doesn't know is they were searching all day and they found four bodies and now they're taking a break. Sure. So um, they take the night and then hours later, the next morning, he doesn't know that because he's just like, what is time? I'm in a, yeah. I'm in a black yeah. abyss. He sees the torchlight again. And this time <sighs> it's really, really close. And this is yeah. where we sort of link back to that like what I described at the start. You're a master storyteller. Thank you so Rosie much. Wadlander. See how much. the pieces fall into oh, place. Oh, this is incredible. This is drama school. This is I'm creative old. writing degree paying <laughs> off. About time. Yeah. So right outside his air pocket, he, the torch is there and he wants to get this diver's attention, but he's also like, I don't want to scare him because these guys carry knives for protection from like sure. sharks like and stuff. Yeah. And he's like, they're not going to be expecting to see it, an alive person. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I don't want to shock yeah. him. And yeah. so Harrison, he gently reaches his hand underwater and like, like just taps him on the back of the neck. <laughs> kind of like, hello. I don't, don't, don't want to scare <laughs> yeah. you. I don't uh, want to interrupt. Hello. Hello. <laughs> like, and so, and then the, um, the diver spins around and um, then he feels like, the diver grab his hand, so Harrison grabs it, and then the yeah. diver like look, sort of jerks away, yeah. and so then Harrison kind of like he, the diver grabs him again, and so then he's just sort of very gently kind of holds it like hello, help oh. me, and so then the diver enters into the air pocket, and there they are staring at each other like after this three is days trapped on the ocean floor, Harrison has been found. Alive now, and it's just from the diver's point of view, this yeah. was so effed because he's oh, like, yeah, this yeah. rescue crew had been there to to collect bodies. They had yeah. already pulled four out the day before, yeah. and the diver who found Harrison was a guy called Nico, and um, they wear like a a big kind of like a big kind of space helmet. Um, mm. that has a long cord that goes all the way up to the surface um, that yeah. oxygen flows through. And inside the helmet, um, you know, he's got a mic and uh, and he can he, he can talk to people up on the boat up the top. And he also yeah, has sure. a camera 
so like the people up top can see the footage and sort of direct him where to go because it's really hard. You he can't see wow. a lot down yeah. there. Like just so like everything is kind of safe the way they do it. But I'm yeah. telling you about this setup because Sam, Samuel Sampson, Sam Samsonell. <laughs> Samsonell is my full name, thank you. Samsonell. There is footage of the exact moment Harrison no. is found and I'm going to show it to you now. If this is you, Rosie, in a bath, I'll be very disappointed. <laughs> this is going to be one of those meme, like, gotchas. Here's my practical fupa. joke. <laughs> okay. We're going to watch it now. And I think Elise has set it up. Yes, I have. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. To the next step. All right, so you should be walking on the on the on the on the ceiling, yeah? Okay. What's that? Okay. Alright, you found one, yeah? He's alive, he's alive. Okay, keep him there, keep him there. Alright. Just just hold him there, okay? Just keep him there. Alright, just keep him there and keep him calm, okay? <laughs> All right, just um, just reassure him, pat him on the shoulder. Okay. Oh my god. All right. Sam face. All right. <laughs> right. Let's 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 get that head on his head so we can reduce the CO2. Please. I just want you to keep calm, okay? Are you feeling okay? It's nuts. It's so nuts. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe that. That is nuts. There is footage of it. Of course, we'll put it in the show notes, but he, it's literally a hand and, and that you hear him going, oh, it's a corpse. It's a corpse. Yeah. We found yeah. one. And then all of a sudden, it's alive. It's alive. It's yeah. alive. <laughs> and the fucking hell, which is. Hell, like. <gasps> which is the best fucking hell ever. I know. And then his face in there, like. Oh, you'd be so terrified but relieved. Yeah. But what, how do you even feel in a moment it's, like that? It's just nuts. And so oh. the, the diver who's down there immediately gives him water. Yeah. But the diver is in so much shock, like actually more shock than Harrison. Yeah, And yeah. Harrison said later, I knew when he gave me water, he was observing me to see if I was really human because he was so afraid. <laughs> like, like he'd you found a zombie. Be, though. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It absolutely makes it. Like, I'm still in shock yes. now, having just watched that. It's it's nuts. Yeah, yeah. So they can tell he's pretty close to death. He definitely is in, like, the final stages of monoxide poisoning. His eyes are glazed. He's panting. He wow. just doesn't look in a good way. They um, immediately send an oxygen hose down into the space to kind of blast fresh oxygen yep. in there, but something to do with, again, just the gist, I couldn't be bothered finding out the de details of this, but, like, something to do with how you, when your lungs are that weak, they need to mix the oxygen with helium to make it easier for him to breathe. So then it's kind of funny, like, there's a lot more of the rescue video um, where he's he is talking like he's been sucking on a helium balloon, like, because there's so much helium. <laughs> In yeah, space. Sure. It's really, it's quite funny. Um, <laughs> so they put one of the diver helmets on him mm -hmm. and then just kind of strap him all up. He's still just in his boxes. Yeah. And um, so he can hear and speak to the captain up on the ship above. And they ask his name and he's like, Harrison. And the captain goes, oh, what rank are you? And he's like, mate, I'm the cook. <laughs> They're yeah. like, oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Um, we're going to help you. And, yeah. um, and so here's the thing, though. Because 
He's been down at this deep sea pressure so long. Mm. Like I said before, with the nitrogen thing and like diving, you can't come up too quickly or you get like what people call the the bends. bends. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's something to do with changing like the, the pressure of being down that deep. And then if you come up too fast, nitrogen floods your bloodstream and like, I don't know, you explode. Like just you die. Yeah. Something happens. So I don't really get the bends. I'm sure there are people who dive who get it. But yeah, you just, you can't come up too fast. It's really dangerous. Yeah, And so they say to him, they're like, we're going to rescue you because you just want to like swim to the top, like get me out of here. And they're like, we have to do this slowly. (laughs) So he's got this helmet on and they they make, uh, they have what is called a diving bell, which is basically like a little one person, like submarine thing and it um, gets lowered down to the level he's at. And then, um, like, kind of there's the water. You know when you—this is how I figured out, because, again, I got deep in the science on this, and then I remembered <laughs> no one cares, Rosie. You know when there's a sink full of water and mm. you're a kid and you put a glass upside down and you push it down and so yep. it doesn't— feel, there's still air in the cup even though yeah, you've pushed yep. it into the water. Something to do with that. Like, this thing basically matches the pressure— of where the level he is. So he can get into that. And even though the diving bell is rising to the surface, the pressure is staying the same as where he was. Yeah. That's all. That's that's just the gist of it. Science. (laughs) So they basically, yeah, they bring him over to this diving bell thing and then Mm -hmm. they bring him to the surface, but he's not allowed out. He has to stay in it for a few hours. Um, and then when he finally is allowed out of the diving bell, he has to get into a um, decompression chamber for two days. So wow. he, can't, yeah. he just can't, like, he has to keep so, staying yeah. in these small, like, tiny spaces. Yeah. So he's in this decompression chamber, and they're bringing him, like, food and water and kind of taking care of him. More Coke. Yeah, more Coke. <laughs> and then yep. finally, 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 after two days, he's allowed out. And wow. he's been rescued. And they tell him that he is the only survivor of this ship sinking. And that that's when he finds out that he had been at the bottom of the ocean for three days. In his mind, he said, like, I couldn't tell at the end if it was four hours or a day yep. or a week. He just had yeah. no concept Yeah, anymore. of course. So he'd been there for three days. He vows never to return to the sea again. He's like... Yeah. F the ocean, no <laughs> yeah. thanks. Fair enough. So he works as a cook, like, um, you know, on, on land. On land. On where there's, you know, where you can walk, up where they walk, yeah. up where they run, up I've where they play all day in the sun. Yep. Um, but Harrison says that confronting his fears while he was down there is one of the things that saved his life. Like, he was like... The fact that I pushed through, I was scared, but I was like, no, I have to try and swim somewhere. I have to do this. I ha-. Like, he's like, that's what saved me. So he decides, I love the ocean. I miss it. So I'm yeah. going to confront my fears. So get this. He goes on to train as a commercial diver. No. Yes. No. And then, no. And then by total coincidence, nine years after his rescue, he is working a job that the rescue team who rescued him is also working. No. So oh. they all see him and they're like, mate, what? And he's like, hey, I dive now. And interesting, he's trained 
to dive to a level of 50 metres down, which is 20 more than where oh. he was on the ship. Oh, my God. So they, these guys can't believe he's doing it. They're like, yeah. oh, my God, like the, the, the balls you have, like the bravery yeah. to, to do this. And so they offer him a job and he takes it. And so literally to this day, he works with the team as a deep sea diver, the team that rescue him. That's his job. He works with them. That is incredible. You know, I have a friend who is 45 years old. He had bad chicken when he was eight years old. Yeah. And he's never touched it again. Yeah. He is terrified yeah. of chicken. This is the best. That's incredible. I know. Fronting your fears head on like that. Mate, and and oh. making it your life and, and not letting it stop you and hold you back. You know that's what? That's incredible. You know what this reminds me of? When mm. I had bad chicken that led yeah. to the anal fistula. I remember. And the first thing I ate when I was finally allowed to eat after my surgery mm. was a chicken burger. So, in a way, Harrison Okene and I are equal parts brave. That's so true. Equal parts brave. Yeah. That is correct. And we approach the world with a philosophy that I think all of you could learn from. Truly. Yes, yes. All of you and could I, learn from. All of you could learn from. And I do want to say as well that when all that happened with Rosie, I got some wonderful texts. <laughs> yes, that's uh, right. Can I, can the I just is, say that? The gisters do know that I I kept saying, oh, my God, I had this friend who just for some reason, I maybe you had texted me, I don't know, but yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you yeah. just became a person that I was sending deranged, <laughs> morphine-induced texts to about yeah, yeah. details about my anus. For days. It was like you and my sisters and Jacob. Yeah. yeah. And I remember yeah. saying like, the trio. this guy, Sam, like we're friends, but we're not close enough that he he needs to know about my anal surgeries, but he does now. <laughs> like it's... And aren't we closer we're now? Clo we're aren't much we cl You know what, guys? Now. If yeah. you want to like really mm -hmm. push a friendship forward, just yeah. talk about your anus <laughs> in and detail. And to me only. Yeah. Just text me. Yeah. Give out my number on the pod. It's fine. Yeah. If, yeah, yeah. Just talk about your pussy <laughs> anus. So, um, yeah, he now works with this team. He has a really sweet YouTube channel where he, um, even the oh. last video he put up was like a, a couple months ago mm. of him just out at sea on a job and talking about, um, you know, facing fears and being brave. And now he lives, how he lives his life on the ocean now and he didn't let it stop him. And he's done a bunch of interviews. I mean, I'll put, there's so much to put yeah. in the show notes. But that's what he does now. Harrison O'Kenne just dives with the divers who saved him. That is an incredible story and something that you, like I'm amazed at that story yeah. and something that you never hear as well. Someone surviving that and then going on to just live this incredible life I and can't it believe, completely changing them. Yeah, I can't believe it's not a more famous story, truly. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's um because this footage is nuts that <laughs> yeah, everyone has to yeah. go and watch. The yep. story is nuts. And then it's yeah. also really lovely that he now kind of does these cute little motivational videos about like being brave. He and he just seems like a really sweet guy. Yeah. And and hardly anyone really knows about this yeah. story. Did that diver ever go on to uh to <laughs> like did he ever oh, did come he recover? back from that? <laughs> That's a good question. Still in shock. Still, still in shock. Yeah, he's never still dives in shock. again. Yeah. He's the one who never went he's back the in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's effed. Um, so that was just the gist of Harrison Okene. No word on oh. what happened to the floating poop. Um, yep. Probably still down at the bottom of the ocean in the... I'm going to go find it. Wreck. Yeah, go find it. So <laughs> they uh, actually they pulled... Um, 
all the bodies from the ship. Oh, that was a that was a quick segue from floating poop to sad <laughs> it dead really bodies. It really was. Um, God, you're good. You're yeah, a pro. Thanks. They pulled all the bodies from the ship except one was never found. So wow, maybe that was the one. The shark. Yeah, God, I don't know, yeah. but um. But that's it. That's just the gist of the guy who literally lived at the bottom of the ocean for three days. That is absolutely incredible. Yeah. Like you told me this was going to be a good story and I am amazed. Yeah. That is absolutely incredible. Not so. So that's what you get when you come on this potty, man. We bring God, the goods. You the do goods. bring the goods. Yeah. The goods. The, the goods, goods. mate. <laughs> um, oh, and I didn't do the accent. I could have. The rescue crew was South African, so the whole time it was like, Oh, he's alive. He's alive. Oh, help him. We've got to... Oh, no, I've lost it. Whenever I try to do South African... You started so strong. I go into Arnold Schwarzenegger. (laughs) I can't have lost it again. I've lost it. But, um, yeah. Uh, Thanks for coming on, Sammy. Thank you Um, for having me. So everyone can go and listen to your potty confessions or nature or nurture. You're so good. Um, you, you learn so quick. And you're on Insta. What's your Insta handle? Insta, uh, Sam Peterson 91 with an E, uh, P-E-T-E-R-S-E-N, uh, 91, or I am Confessions, the podcast on all of the uh, social media.coms. And truly I meant it when I said you're a big deal. Like you, All the famous people come on your show. That's why famous comedian <laughs> Duruk just flashed you because you That's know right. everyone. Like you, yeah. it's, Your body's a big deal. Like it is, well, thank you so it's much. It's a big thank get you. for us having <laughs> Sammy P as a co-host. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me on because it was absolutely, like I'm, I'm a big fan of this podcast and I listen every week. So it's it's lovely to um to meet the team. It's so exciting. Yeah, and it's a slick operation. I'm sure you'll <laughs> confirm. Absolutely. <laughs> as I said, I do record at my home. So sometimes my dog will jump up on a guest. So this is mm. very professional mm-hmm. compared to that. Well, you didn't get one of my uh, rosy burps. So wait, hold on. <laughs> okay. Ah!